when you just pretty much ran by yourself for a while and then all of a sudden you're running with, you know, thousands of other people, you know, you kind of have that thing where you want to run fast to kind of keep up because it's that fear of being the very last person. You know, you don't, you, you don't want to be that last person coming across the finish line. Welcome to Part-Time Athletes, a podcast that interviews everyday people about their fitness journeys. That was Eric Logan. He's a do athlete that only started running and cycling about seven years ago. As you'll hear in the episode, he's made quite a lot of progress and most of it's just from being very disciplined in his routine and really trying to be his best. So I hope you enjoy this episode and get some inspiration from Eric. Before we begin, as I say at the beginning of every episode, if you choose to apply any advice or opinions from this podcast or its guests to your own life or anyone else's, you do so at your own risk. Okay. Now that that's out of the way, let's get started, athletes. Did you run today or cycle? Yes. I ran this morning and I did strength training this afternoon. Nice. I've been being a little bit lazy. I need to like get some motivation back. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being lazy. Nothing wrong at all. Lazy spells are good sometimes. It allows your body just to kind of say, take a break. That's the truth. But we'd like to get back on track. But um, anyway, so we're going to talk about you. <laughs> okay. Um, how and then when did you get started running and then cycling? I started running back in 2013. Um, when I started running, it was basically for weight loss. You know, that, that seems to be the general theme that most people who start running, you know, that's their theme that, you know, they start running for weight loss. And, you know, uh, the original intent wasn't to run. It was more to just like, okay, I'm doing something, I'm working out. You know, let's, what's more than just going to the gym and just getting on machines? Um, so I started, you know, walking. And of course, that was an interesting thing. You know, when you're not used to walking, when you're overweight and you're not used to walking, that can be a chore. Um, it gets even more hectic that when you decide to like, hey, if I'm walking, I can probably run too. That kind of adds a little more to it as well. So eventually, once I kind of gradually started running, you know, again, th this was months and months before I even ran my first 5K or even got comfortable to run my first 5K, um, just running, you know, just kind of just gradually just running just for fun and for fitness. And then September of 2013, I ran my first 5K. I finished in like an hour and five minutes. You know, some people are like, oh, that's great. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I think I can do better. And from that point, that's where I basically just started running. You know, I was like, okay, I'm going to run another race. And I'm going to run another race. And I'm going to run another race. And I started just adding races on after that, you know, going from 5Ks to 10Ks to half marathons. The cycling part was basically, you know, just another means of like cross training. Um, I bought a little cheap bike and I just said, you know what, I'm going to go riding outside. And I just, you know, just got back into riding. You know, I used to ride my bike as a kid and I loved riding. You know, when you live in Georgia, in the rural part of Georgia, you know, riding is just one of those things you do. 
and I kind of got back into the enjoyment of writing. Um, and then eventually that led to me going to the new athlons. That was in 2017. Okay. So let's back up a little bit. So how was that first race? Were you nervous? The first 5k, did you do it by yourself or did you have your friends or family do it with you or just go out to support you? It was, a, it was the Kaiser Permanente corporate run walk. Um, it's one of those races that's done. What's the word I'm looking for? Kind of promote a healthy lifestyle, but it's one of those things where, you know, it's pretty much a workplace event. It's after work. Um, so I was with my, I was with coworkers at that time. Um, yes, I was nervous when you just pretty much ran by yourself for a while. And then all of a sudden you're running with, you know, thousands of other people, you know, you kind of have that thing where, you want to run fast to kind of keep up because it's that fear of being the very last person. You know, you don't, you, you don't want to be that last person coming across the finish line. And then how did you find duathlon? Because until I saw your posts on Instagram and your website, I didn't even know that was an event. Like I'd heard about triathlon. Sure. But I, I don't think I've ever heard of anybody else doing duathlon, so I'm kind of excited that that's an option. Can you just explain for other people what it is and then how you found it? Yes, I love talking about duathlon. Duathlons are what I call the unloved stepchild of um, triathlon, so the multi-sport world. Um, whereas a tri- uh, triathlon is pretty much a swim, bike, and run. A duathlon is run, bike, run. Instead of doing a swimming portion, you run a small distance first, and then you generally do the same bike distance as the triathlete, and then the same final run distance as the uh, triathlete. I did my first duathlon in 2017. You know, I did it as like, well, you know, I kind of wanted a new challenge. And so I kind of did it kind of as, you know, I was like, yeah, let me go ahead and do it. And that way I can kind of say I did it. Um, and let's just say it was an adventure. Um, and you, you, you get a quick reality check about things during the duathlon. I got that during the first one and, you know, um, I, I didn't finish last. I actually finished third from last, but at the end of the day I finished and it just kind of spurred me. So like spurred me on kind of like the way running did, you know, I did and I said, okay, I can do better. So that's why I started kind of preparing more. I did a little more research and again, like you, you know, they, you know, I, I didn't know much about duathlons, and it was hard to find information about duathlons online, especially current information. Um, so I did another one, then I did another one, and the rest is pretty much history. You know, that's and I, I mean, I love doing duathlons. I wish more people would try them. Um, I also see it as that event where. You have people who want to join the multi-sport, multi-sport world and participate in things, but they have that fear of swimming from a triathlon. And a duathlon kind of gives you that option to kind of, you know, excuse the pun, test the water, so to speak, just to kind of see, because you're not doing a swim, you're actually doing a run. And there are some people who start out as duathlons and then they build up that courage enough that they go and they try triathlon, they try the swim part. So, you know, I wish more people would just got, would get, you know, would give duathlons a little, uh, give them a shot, you know, just kind of try it out. 
and you know, then they may come to love it and do it more often and may find that they love it more than triathlon. And have you tried or done a triathlon or do you think you might in the future? I have not done a triathlon yet. I'm, I'm never going to rule it out. But right now, I, you know, I'm focused that, you know, my thing is that I want to be one of the best at what I'm doing and not necessarily like, okay, I've done this for a while. Let me jump on this, you know, until I get to a point where I say, okay, I've done everything I can do as a do athlete. Then I may say, okay, let me try to play around with um, um, triathlons. And what are the, or maybe just the one that you typically do, but what are the distances for like the running and the cycling? They've been the same light as um, triathlons as far as distances. Um, but with the run, the first run, the first run is generally a short run. It, and it depends on the type of um, event it is. You know, you have super sprint, sprint, Olympic, and long course. Um, so you may go from, depending on whatever distance that is, you may go from a one mile first run uh, to a 5K to a 10K on the first run. So it can vary based on the event. And then um, just backing up a little bit. So were you active as like a kid in school, maybe in college, before, you know, you started the adult life, which is where a lot of us tend to lose out on the physical activity and like playing and sports? I'm one of those rare people where I was active as a kid as I played, you know, but I was not active in any particular sport. Um, high school, I was pretty much ROTC, four years ROTC, um, four years on the ROTC drill team. And the ROTC drill team is where you have the rifles and you're spinning the rifles, throwing them over your head, that. But as far as, you know, active in a sport, you know, I, I wasn't on the track team, wasn't on the basketball team, football team. Um, in college, I wasn't, I, I played intramural sports. But again, I wasn't, you know, participating in active sport, uh, sport activities. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting just because it seems like you have a really competitive spirit with what you're doing now. I, I think I, I'm competitive as far as I think that's kind of carries over from my um, attitude towards work professionally. Um, I work in IT field and uh, cybersecurity specifically. And, you know, one Super of the important. things, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, believe me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's one of those things where, you know, I, you know, you know, you're always striving to be the best, you know, to kind of stay on top of the game, you know, because again, with cybersecurity and just technology in general, it changes. You yeah, know, you have to. <laughs> yeah. So you have to stay on top of things. And I think that kind of carried over to my competitiveness as a runner and do athlete. And is it hard for you to fit all of your training around work and then just other commitments with friends, families, or how do you juggle all of that? I think one of the things, too, I kind of, again, this kind of goes back from the workplace and professional life um, is time management. You know, I started really looking at things that were um, time wasters throughout the day. You know, if you follow me on Instagram, you kind of see I do all my training in the mornings and stuff. Um, and at first, you know, when I originally started running and stuff, a lot of my stuff was in the evening and I found that was very, very 
just kind of disruptive for my lifestyle, you know, because, you know, things happen in the evening, especially with family. You know, at the time when I started running, you know, I was working on a master's degree and then I had a young child at the time, you know, and, you know, you're trying to balance all of that. So I had to find a work time, you know, find a time and work a time out that worked best for me. And I found that, you know, morning was the best. You know, it meant me getting up a little early in the morning. Um, but, you know, instead of me sleeping, you know, an hour later and then spending most of the morning in traffic trying to get to work, you know, I went to work a little earlier, beat traffic. And that time that I normally would have spent sitting in traffic, I was actually training and working out. Yeah, I think a lot of people, beginners start in the evening and then they find that the morning is actually the easiest time to get everything done once you get over that initial having to wake up early challenge. Yes. And, and the thing too, as well, is that the, in the evening, you can always find an excuse not to work out. You know, oh, it was a long day. Uh, I'm just too exhausted to go running today. I'm too exhausted to go to the gym or, oh, I got this event I have to go to. So I'm going to have to not work out today. And skipping those one or two day, one day, you know, that skipping that one day can end up being skipping two days and end up skipping three days. And next thing you know, you go an entire week without having to work out. So what would you say is one of your biggest challenges so far? Biggest challenges so far is, again, make sure I st- keep that balance. Um, and the, the kind of the good thing now is that my daughter's in college. So, you know, a lot of the things where, you know, trying to fit in her activities at the school aren't as, you know, they're not here anymore because she's gone. Um, so that gives me a little more freedom um, than it did when, than it did when, it, when she was actually in high school and stuff and uh, middle school. Um, so it's, again, still trying to find that balance to, you know, make sure I'm not overtraining. Uh, make sure I'm still in having me time, you know, having time for, you know, my family and make sure I'm still kind of on top of my game professionally at work. And then on the opposite side of that, what about success? Like, do you have any moment where you were just like, this is it? This is what I worked for. Maybe just your favorite success moment. Competing. Back in 2018, I competed in the uh, Duathlon National Championships for the first time. Again, I was nervous, you know, very, very, very nervous. Uh, and it was also a time to kind of say, okay, this is what the past year or so of doing duathlons has led to. Um, and then I also competed last year, and I was more excited last year for it. Uh, but unfortunately, it the, the weekend it it had happened, there was actually a storm, and this is kind of a funny story about it. And you know, I I mean, I was hyped, I was ready to go. You know, I'd been training. You know, this was um, May of last year. You know, I'd been training since January, getting ready. Um, and then it was a storm, and like, oh, it's going to be canceled. And they actually changed up the format to a super sprint where it was a much shorter distance is on the run, the bike ride and the second run. And, you know, you're starting out. Um, when we started out, I mean, you got this pouring rain, wind blowing, the wind blew down the starting line. 
Um, and they're like, just go, go, go. And I did finish. Um, and I actually missed qualifying for Team USA to compete um, at the World Championships by one minute. I think you have to. I placed ninth in my age group, and I, you have to place the top eight in each age group that actually goes. So it, it was a good moment, but it was also kind of that moment where I was like, I was almost there. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's still amazing considering you weren't that athletic before and it wasn't, I think on your website it says what, you were 41 when you started pursuing this. So that's amazing. Only a few short years and you're number nine and the national champions, come on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that's what, um, I mean, I, I, I was really into my feelings after that event and one of my friends was like, dude, you just competed in nationals and you placed ninth. I'm like, come on. You, you competed in nationals, you placed ninth. What more? And you competed during a storm. They're like, you know, so it was just one of those things where I can sometimes be hard on myself and have, you know, you know, especially when I've prepared. Um, and I, that's one thing I, I kind of, I get that the competitive nature and I get real like, okay, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Yeah, this is it. And then, you know, you kind of have that um, wrench thrown into the mix and it kind of throws things off. And, you know, sometimes you forget to look at the bigger picture of the scope of, you know, your accomplishment. Yeah, I'm just imagining there must have been a lot of people that you beat who had been training for a lot longer. So, yeah, that's definitely a success story. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, do you have any advice for newbies, people that want to get started either doing running, cycling, or the duathlon? With all three, the best advice I can give is just to time, take it slow. Um, focus on you and what you can you know, accomplish and achieve. Um, always know you can get better. You, you, can, you can be the best that you can be based upon um, how far you want to go. If you just want to say, hey, I want to be able to finish the 5K in 30 minutes, cool. You know, that's what that's what you work on, finishing that 5K in 30 minutes. You know, if you want to go beyond that, you go beyond that. But just, you know, kind of focus on what you kind of want to do, be the best at it, and don't try to, okay, I've never ran before, so I want to try to uh, finish a 5K in 20 minutes even though I've never ran in my life. Um, same thing with cycling and duathlon, you know. It's not about going out and buying the most expensive things. It's not about going out, you know, getting the latest and greatest and, you know, doing the most complicated training plan. It's about going out having fun. Have fun. Do the best as you can be. Do the best as you can do. And just, you know, just keep it going. Just keep moving. And then before I ask the last question, um, is there anything else that you wanted to mention about you or your sport um, or just to any of the listeners? Again, going back into it, um, to athlons, if you if you have uh, race organizations that are doing triathlons and duathlons as part of multi-sport, e- even the other one, and I, I know I, I called um, duathlons kind of the neglected stepchild of the multi-sports. I think uh, Aquabike will probably make an argument against that. Aquabike is where 
you just pretty much do the swim part and the bike part, and they you don't do the running part. But give multi-sports a try. Give a duathlon a try, especially if you're interested in doing a triathlon eventually. It's a good way to kind of, you know, get into that community uh, to kind of see how things are. Um, one of the things that I found out is that when I did my first duathlon, everybody was super friendly. They were very helpful, you know, especially being, you know, I'm, I'm generally the only, only black at a lot of these events. It might be myself. It may be one or two others. But for the most part, people are very friendly, very helpful, very encouraging. Um, so if you if you're curious about doing it, I would suggest just go try it out. And again, don't try to focus on finishing, you know, top of, you know, winning your age group or anything, but just focus on, you know, going there, having fun and completing the race. That's solid advice. So this is just like a fun question. I hope it's easy to answer. But what right now at this moment would you say is your favorite piece of either like running or cycling gear that you don't want to leave home without? Oh, I I tell you right now, my piece of gear that I do not leave home without is my um it would be two things, but the main one would be my Hoka on a on a Carbon X running shoes. I fell in love with those shoes. Those to me are the best running shoes out there. I know a lot of people probably argue like, oh what about the Nike? And, and I was like, no, the Carbon X's are about the best thing. And quote unquote disclaimer, I am an ambassador for Hoka. Uh, but I've been with wearing Hoka shoes since 2013, 2014, and they've helped me kind of, kind of stay as and continue to run. But um, because I've tried many other shoes, and a lot of those shoes just pretty much, um, I, I just didn't feel comfortable in them. But once I got into the Hoka's, I felt very comfortable in it, and I think that's kind of helped me continue to run. So I, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I, I I keep two pairs in my car. And I also have a couple of pairs in my house. That's funny because I talked to another runner yesterday and she was all about, I think, Brooks. But mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone has their favorite brand. Right, yeah. And, and again, I, I, I don't diss any other brand. Right. I mean? It's just everyone I, finds that one pair of shoe and then they're like, this is it. I'm with this yeah. brand for life. I think almost all runners kind of have that moment and they rarely switch. <laughs> Yes. And again, I've tried to be fair. Yes, I have bought Nikes. I have bought Asics. I have bought uh, Ultra on. I'm, I've tried the different shoes. And it's just once you get a certain shoe and how it feels on you when you run, how comfortable you feel, um, you, you just can't, you know, it's hard to just kind of move away from. It. And did you say there was a second one that you wanted to mention, piece of gear? Is the second piece of gear probably my Apple Watch. Okay, I'm a Garmin girl, so I don't know. <laughs> Surprisingly, and this is what kind of gets a lot of people. I've never had a Garmin. I think when I first started running, I used TomTom's um, GPS running watch. And then I think I went from TomTom's to a Fitbit, then from a Fitbit to, surprisingly, the Microsoft Band. And, you know, a lot of people kind of joked and looked at that, but it was surprisingly accurate. And it's kind of a shame Microsoft didn't stick with it. And then once they got rid of that, I went to the Apple Watch and I haven't looked back. This is actually my first running watch. It's the Garmin Forerunner 245 and I love it. 
Oh, okay, um, cool. Yeah, but before that, I just used what I think a lot of people start with are those phone apps, like the what I can't remember what the champion or the one is called. But then I switched to Nike. I think it's the Nike Running Club, right. and yes. I miss using that app because it wasn't super accurate, and also it sometimes it stopped tracking me or. I had some technical issues with it, but right. the, it has these like guided runs where there's like a coach. And so some of them are like really workout based. Like they tell you how far oh, to push okay. yourself. Yeah. And I really liked that. And then some of them are more story based where they're like, they're kind of coaching you through the run, but they're also interviewing like an elite athlete. Um, there's yes. a really good one with, I think it, I'm probably going to say his name wrong, but it's Elliot Kipchoge. Kipchoge, uh, yes. Yeah, but yes. he's like telling you to smile and you can't not smile while you're listening to that one. So uh, I kind of miss that, but I don't want to drain my phone battery by having too many things running. Now, when I started, I used a phone app. And I, before I even went to that to TomTom, my running app was RunKeeper. And RunKeeper is one of those that it, it was kind of popular and it's still around, but you really don't hear much from it anymore. Yeah, I think a lot of people are on Strava, but I haven't tried that. And just from what I've seen, it looks like maybe there's a paid option or you have to pay for it. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty happy just using Garmin. So Strava has a free option um, and as well as the paid. And it really depends on what Strava is. What else it depends on how deep you want to go. And it's, it's to me, it's more social than it is, you know, actually for like a tool per se. Yeah, you know, I see it more as a social thing to say, hey, everybody, look, I ran four miles a day, that type of thing. All right, athletes, that's all the time we have for today's episode. I want to say thanks again to Eric Logan for agreeing to be on the show. If you'd like to connect with Eric, you can find him on Instagram. It's at Eric M. Logan. That's Eric, E-R-I-C-M as in Mr. And then Logan, L-O-G-A-N. You can also find him at his website. It's runriderun.com. And then if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram. It's at Outside, B-R-E-O-U-T-S-I-D-E. And you can also find me at breeoutside.com. Finally, I want to say thanks to you, the listener. You are awesome. And I super appreciate you listening to me and my guests talk about whatever sport we're talking about. In today's case, uh, talking about duathlon and Eric Logan's journey in cycling and running. So thank you so much for sticking with us and listening. Um, I really hope you connect with me and Eric on Instagram and any of my other previous guests. I'm sure they'd love to like answer any questions you have or love to hear that you had similar experiences. So don't feel shy about reaching out. And that's it. So please tune in next Tuesday for another episode of Part-Time Athletes.